This is One Oak Church. We exist to share the hope of Jesus. No matter who you are or where you're at in life, you are welcome. Our mission is simple, to bring people that are far from God close to Him. Tune in as Pastor Robbie Emery shares how we change the world by loving God and loving others. According to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, while both male and female reindeer grow antlers in the summer each year, uh, male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter, usually late November to mid-December. Female reindeer retain their antlers till after they give birth in the spring. Therefore, according to every historical rendition depicting Santa's reindeer, every single one of them from Rudolph to Blitzen had to be a girl. We should have known. Only women would be able to drag a fat man in a red velvet suit all around the world in one night and not get lost. Stand with me. We're going to read some scripture today. Again, it's good, great to see you in service. Thank you for being a part of our Christmas celebration. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing um, the Christmas story through a few points. Today, I'm going to talk about our purpose. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to talk about Christmas, our Christmas presents and uh, it's not necessarily about what's under the tree, but who's around the tree. Um, that's what's important. And sometimes we take that for granted. We focus on the gift that the child's opening instead of the child opening the gift. Think about it. Where's our focus? Where are we looking to? What are we thinking about during this season? That's, that's what's important. So we'll talk about that tomorrow at our Christmas Eve service. And then on the 30th, we're gonna talk about a promise, the promises of God. Did you know that the promises of God do not have an expiration date? Well, God, there's only eight days left in this year and you've made me so many promises that I've not seen happen. Well, God's timeline is not our timeline. His ways are not our ways. And so if it didn't happen in 2018, look for it in 2019. Believe for it. You're gonna make a lot of resolutions for 2019. And I, I, I'm okay with that. Make those resolutions. But as good as you saying, I wanna go to the gym, Repetition is what makes it possible, what makes it change. Resolutions do not change you. Repetition changes you. Right, Aaron? Repetition changes you. That's how you get big. That's how you grow strong. It's by doing it over and over again. Here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. I'm gonna preach this on December 30th. I'm gonna preach really big, really strong on this. But not only should you make, make uh, resolutions for 2019, but I want you to make some requests for 2019. When was the last time you made a request that only God could answer? You make requests that, man, maybe, maybe someone could come by and bless you. But when was the last time you made a request that only God could do? When was the last time you made a request that was so big it only honored God? A request so large, so magnificent, only God could come through to make it happen. I'm going to ask you to make big requests in 2019. Bold requests. A request so bold it makes your spouse be like, really? That's your request? That's kind of big. Absolutely. Make a request so bold, so strong that it will, it will shock you and make you awe in who God is when he does it in your life. You do that? All right. Today, you have an opportunity to sign up to be a part of an event that we're doing on January the 8th, two days after our first service of the new year. Tuesday, January 8th at 4.30, we're going to go to the Detroit Children's Center to uh, meet with those foster kids who are in 
uh, care there. We're going to provide snacks for them, crafts for them, a great time to connect with them. It's limited space. We could only take so many people with us and uh, to be a part of that day. But you can sign up today to be a part of this incredible event uh, to help some children in need. Uh, what a great way to start the new year, right? What a great way to start uh, our, our 2019 season. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of that, you can sign up in the lobby after church. And let's go make a difference. Let's go help those uh, who are hurting, help those in need. And uh, let's not just do it at Christmas. I believe that's our calling all, of our, all the days of our life. Matthew 2, verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we saw a star when it rose and came to worship him. And then jump down to verse number nine. After listening to the king, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When, this, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they'd offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I mentioned this last week, but this story has such a great message in it. Just that last phrase that they went home another way. They were told in a dream to go home a different way. That when they came to Jesus, they bowed, they presented gifts, that they went a different way than they came. And I think that is, should be our response every time. That when we come to Jesus, we present something that we've carried a long way and we worship him. That the only response to that is to leave different. The only response to that is to be better. The only response to that is to be better tomorrow than I am today. And that's our calling. I'm going to be a better Christian tomorrow than I am today. And let that be my message every day. These wise men started it all. When I talk about starting it all, the whole idea of giving gifts. I'm gonna talk about giving gifts today and that the purpose inside of you is a gift that God has deposited in all of us. And that purpose should be something that's protected. That purpose should be something that's kind of just allowed to mature and grow. And don't allow anyone or anything to mess up your purpose this season and seasons beyond. Bow your heads with me, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, and all that you're doing, in all of our lives. God, we stand here today a blessed people. God, we know that every good and perfect gift comes from above, so we honor you this morning. God, with our worship, with our lips, God, we say thank you, God. We say thank you for all that you're going to do today and the lives that are going to be changed. In just a few minutes, we'll give someone to say yes to you, an opportunity to say yes to you for the first time, God, to commit their life to you. The most important decision anyone would ever make was to say yes to you. I pray, Lord, that you do a work that only you can do in this place. And as we close out this year, that we be thinking about the bold requests that we're going to make to our Savior and believing for those in 2019. I've got a bold request for you, God, in 2019, that the Detroit Lions would actually have a winning season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. I want you to elbow somebody and say Merry Christmas. There's some diseases going around. So elbow somebody and say Merry Christmas. You can sit down. I love this crowd. You guys are up, ready to go. You're laughing. Come on, stick with me today. I need you to say amen. I need you, I need you to say preach. Get with me. Don't let me be alone up here. I'm a little dehydrated as I, tell, as I had the food poisoning. Man, I'm no longer eating lettuce. Uh, I love telling stories from the Bible. 
I've, I've been doing it for 20 years, and what, what I'm doing is pretty much acting out scenes that when I read the Bible, I see them in my head. I've got a, I've got a crazy imagination. I always have. I've always had an imagination, and I allow myself when I read the Scripture to immerse myself in characters. That's why I like going to the movies. I make myself the, the, the actor in the movie. Like, I'm going to go see Aquaman. I will be Aquaman for the next two hours. I promise you. Don't look like Aquaman. Don't act like Aquaman, but I will be him. I promise. Because that's what I do. I immerse myself. I become Kevin McAllister and Home Alone. That's what I do. And so when I read the Word of God, I try to put myself in the character's eyes. How would I see this? How would this experience look? I'll encourage you to do the same. You can just read the Bible or you can allow the Bible to read you. Man, that's good preaching. Gift giving, gift giving started with like the, the wise men, right? They gave gifts and, and we give gifts around this time. And, and I, I, never I never know what to do when I get a gift. You ever get a gift and you don't know what to do? Especially if you don't have one in return. If you have one in return, you kind of know what to do. But you ever get in a gift and you're like, thank you? Uh, you know, I don't know what to do. Do I open it in front of you? Do, do, am I, do you want to see my reaction? Is that why you've given me the gift? I love gifts. Is my love, I don't, do I tuck it away and open it another time, send you a text later, say thanks for the gift? I really enjoyed it. Well, what's the process? I don't know. And then, did you ever do this? You ever bring a gift based on like you, you feel like you have to? You, you bring, I'm gonna bring a gift just in case they have one waiting for me. I'm gonna bring it. If I go to this house, I'm gonna bring, because they have gifts, they're gonna give me a gift. But you don't wanna bring, you don't wanna be the only one with a gift. So what you do is you go in the house, if they give you the gift, hey, I gotta go get some other stuff out of the car. And you go outside and you get that gift that you brought just in case they gave you a gift. And then you get that IOU gift, right? You give a gift. And I'm like, I got you, I got you. I, yours is in the mail, right? You're doing that. You're gonna get it. Amazon's slow. Two-day prime not working. It's like eight-day prime these days. And so that's, we base gifts on that. That's how our mentality for gifts. And I don't want you to miss Christmas this year. Don't get so busy with the gifts that, that you miss what Christmas is really about. You miss the story of Christ being born in the world and Christ growing up and being the Savior for humanity. Do not miss it. I said it just a minute ago. It's not about, about the presence under your tree, but who's around it that morning? Who's around the tree? Every, every Christmas day, we, in my home, and you don't have to do this, but in my home, we pray first. We, we, we share the Christmas story first. And then we tear into the gifts. It's all a part of it. But there's, there's a path to the presence. Man, that would be another sermon. I'm just, I'm flowing here. There's a path to the presence. I want to make sure my kids understand why we're doing what we're doing. And that Jesus is the reason for the season. But I also let them know, not only is he the reason for the season, you are. Because Jesus came for you. So the reason why we celebrate Jesus and celebrate you today is because that's why he came. Do not miss Christmas this Christmas. Don't miss what the real meaning about because we can have the signs all around us we can see the nativities we can see uh, the season and we can say merry christmas and we can do all the things as christians that we do during this season but we can still miss it we can get through it and still miss an opportunity to worship still miss an opportunity to, to present something to christ and there's a story of a customs officer he's at the border and he observes a truck coming to the border and he's very suspicious of this man driving a truck across the border. And Gary, he is like, this guy is definitely smuggling something. And so he goes and he tells the man to be removed from his truck and he tears into the truck. He's tearing the seats out. He's tearing everything, looking underneath, trying to find some type of contraband. 
He pulls the wheel wells out. He's looking in there everywhere. He goes, nothing. He cannot find anything. He lets the man go. The very next week, the same man comes driving through with a truck and he, he starts tearing through and he says, I can't find anything. He lets him go. The next week, same thing happens again. And now they get x-ray machines. They get dogs out there trying to sniff around. Find. This guy's got to be smuggling something. Years go by, nothing. This now border officer is retiring. And this man that he's seen several weeks over several years, he says, I know you're a smuggler. I know you're bringing something across the border. He said, now there's nothing that I can do to you. I said, he said, I'm retiring. He said, I need to know what you're smuggling, what you're bringing across this border. I need to know what it is. Tell me what it is. The man who was driving the truck simply looked at him and said, trucks. <laughs> Don't miss Christmas this Christmas. We can get in, in the craziness trying to discover and just go back to what it really is. It's, it's about being present. It's about being there. It's about being for the child, not having the perfect gift and not having getting the right thing. It's just, let's bring the family together. Let's sit around the table. Let's, you know what? I, I'm going to say that my kids are not in here. My wife and I, one of the things we do not like doing is playing games. I know there's some game players in here. We, we just don't like playing games. I don't know. Maybe it's because we have small children and, and it doesn't seem like it ever ends. It's four hours of Monopoly. And, but you know what we're going to do at Christmas? We're going to play games. We're going to play games. Because it's not about the gift. It's about being around them, spending quality time with them. And if you don't get anything out of this message, if you have a day off or a couple days off, let your presence be what you give to someone this year. We were traveling to Chicago. And we, we did a lot of things, picked up some things. I got food poisoning. My, my son Silas had this aha moment while we were there. We're driving into where we were at, Oak Park, Illinois, um, in fact, there's where they, they filmed um, Home Alone, where they filmed the, the church scene from Home Alone. We're, try, we're telling the kids all this stuff about it. And so Silas is like, begins to tell us some things. We're, we're giving him like the inside track to the area. And he's like, look at that KFC. That's the smallest KFC I've ever seen. I'm like, why is that even a part of our story? What's that even mean? And then we pull up at the stoplight and he looks to the side and he's like, oh, I get it now, dad. I'm like, what do you get, son? He says, I get it. What do you get, son? He said, dominoes. He said, there's a domino on the window. I understand now why they call it dominoes. Oh, I get it, dad. He had this little aha moment in it. And it wasn't, I'm like, I don't know that they called it dominoes because they have a domino, but it, for him, it was something. My grandmother passed away a few years ago. And my grandmother, she would always make us gifts, Cat. Everything I got from my grandmother was something that she made. She was an expert, like the best at crocheting. She was the expert at making things with her hands. Just phenomenal. She would, I remember, I had four stuffed animals. Two of those stuffed animals, one is an alligator this big. It is the detail in this alligator. It's so amazing. It wasn't something that she just simply stitched together, but it was a grace gift. There was so much time and energy put into it, Aaron. It was something that, that was amazing. It was this grace gift that she would give to us as kids. And even as a kid, I didn't understand the value of it, but I do now. Because my grandmother is no longer with us. And now don't you know I would love to have a grace gift. 
because it wasn't necessarily the amount of money that she went and spent on the gift, but the time and energy that she put into it. Don't you know those are the gifts that keep on giving? Those are the gifts that we have. Those are the opportunities that we have. Giving those types of gifts are far greater than picking something off off the shelf or going to Amazon and doing that time and energy that you put in it, the thoughtfulness that you put in it. That's what makes those gifts so special. It was a few weeks ago that I I told Danielle on a Wednesday, I said, hey, babe, I've got my Thursday and Friday clear. Now, she knows my schedule, where I have to be on Thursday and Friday, what I'm doing, the responsibilities that I have. I said, babe, I've got Thursday and Friday clear. I'm not, my phone is off, my email's off, nothing. It's just me and you. Raphael, that was one of the best gifts I could ever give my wife. I didn't give her a diamond ring, though she probably wouldn't balk, balk at a Tiffany bag. She'd be okay with it. I didn't do that. What I gave her was time. What I gave her was quality time, which is her love language. I said, I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere. It's just going to be me and you. We woke up Thursday morning. I said, hey, babe, what do you want to do today? She says, absolutely nothing. We stayed in our PJs. We watched some TV. We did some Netflix stuff. We did all those things. On Friday, Friday, we did absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing for, for two days. Well, we did a few things. And it's none of your business, but we did nothing. (laughs) But that was the best gift. She says, when can I get that gift again? (laughs) Get your minds out of the gutter. Come on. Merry Christmas, y'all. The wise men started it all. When I talk about starting, it was about gifts. They gave gifts, giving gifts, receiving gifts. They started it. I want you to note a couple things about their gifts. One is they gave gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, the gift of gold, was presented to those of royalty, those of kingship. And so when they went to Jesus, a baby, notice the gift was given to a baby. A baby was given a gift. I saw a meme the other day that the the wiser men went to Jesus after the wise men went, and they gave like formula and diapers. You know, that's what they gave. But they didn't, see, and the, the, the funny part of it is they didn't give a gift based on who he was. They gave a gift based on who he was going to become. Because in that moment, that little baby couldn't do anything for them. But they did know that he was the son of God. They did know he would rule and reign on this earth and beyond. They gave a gift based on who he was going to become. The other gift was frankincense. Frankincense represented priesthood, deity, We recognize you as our priest. We recognize you as our royal priest. The third gift was the gift of myrrh. Myrrh was used as as embalming back 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 then. It was used to those who would die. They they understood that he was the one who would die for the sins of humanity. He was the one who would give their life for them. And so they didn't give a gift based on who he was, but what he would become. When we give a gift, it's usually based on what has already happened. We give birthday gifts because, man, you made it one more year. Woohoo! Good job. Anniversary gifts are a reflection of what happened years ago. On October 15th, 1999, we walked the aisle. Anniversary, 20 years of marriage this year. Come on, somebody. That's a big deal. And I'm going to give her a gift. I'm, we're gonna, it's going to be a good gift. I promise. You better get me a good gift. But they presented gifts that reflected who he was going to be. Sometimes we give pathetic presents, but they gave prophetic presents. What if we gave gifts based on the hope of tomorrow and not the success of yesterday? Because if you think about it, we casually give bonuses. We give you a gift based on what you've done. 
when we should give blessings. I don't want a bonus gift or a bereavement gift. I want a blessing. Give, give, give something to where I'm going. And give me concert tickets. You know, that, that's in the future, right? Come on. Justin Timberlake's coming to town. <laughs> give me workout clothes. Give me luggage for a trip someday. Do you understand what I'm saying? We give gifts based on who you are instead of what you'll become. Nothing says, like, nothing says you're getting old more than getting like a, a heating pad for Christmas. Here's a heating pad for you. Here's that neck massager and foot massager for you. Merry Christmas, you're old. That's what we do. Give me some running shoes. Let me go, let me go take care of this being old in a different way. We give a gift based on who you currently are. You're a fan, so I'm gonna get you some lion's gear. You're a dad, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you what dads get. You're a foodie, so I'm gonna get you a gift card. Think about it. A gift these days is more of a bonus. What if we changed it into a blessing? What if we gave gifts based uh, with a blessing mentality? This is not, not for what you've done, but this is for who you can become. I'm gonna give you a book because of the great leader you're gonna be one day. I'm gonna give you a tie for the new job you're gonna get in 2019. I'm gonna give you a gift that you have to grow into. This gift is going to be a blessing into your life because it's not based on what you've done, it's based on who you'll become. Imagine walking into our world giving gifts in such a way that they're blessings and not bereavements or not, uh, not hurting parts. What if we give gifts that way? What if we give gifts that are based on, man, I, want to I just want to be a blessing to you. I just want to help you. I, I just want to be an encouragement to you. I just want to be a blessing. I think we're called to do that. In fact, I know we're called to do that. We're called to go out in this world and bless others, make a difference in the lives of others. You know what the definition of love is? Is doing something for someone else and not expecting anything in return. That's what love is. That's what God did for us. He didn't know you would give your life to him. He didn't know some would turn their, way, turn their back on him, but he gave his life in such a way while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Give yourself, be a blessing to someone else. Many of us are here today. I'm going to move this so I don't choke again. Someone said, yeah. Many of you are here today with a hurt and pain from your past. In fact, you're looking at people in your present through the prism of the pain of your past. God had a plan and you were it. He proves it in the book of Matthew. Matthew and Luke chronicled the birth of Jesus, but Matthew does something unique. In fact, he takes great pains to tell us the genealogy of Jesus because, of, because this was very important to the Jews, especially in that time. You see, Jesus had to come from the descendant of David. He had to come from the line of David. Then the conversation was moot at best if he did not come. If he wasn't a descendant of David, then there's no need to have the conversation. So this genealogy in Scripture that we just breeze over is so important. But Matthew puts some things in the genealogy that we might not notice. He puts some ladies in the genealogy. That when you read about that, the fact that they're in there is huge. Because when you wrote out genealogies, the female part of the genealogy did not matter. But Matthew put them in. The four grandmothers of Jesus, 
the four ladies that are part of Jesus' genealogy, these four ladies were not perfect. These four ladies belonged in the genealogy of Jesus, but they didn't behave to be there. Four women, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, they were the ones in the story. These four women, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. They were of Gentile origin. Rahab was a Canaanite. Bathsheba was married to a Hittite. Ruth was from Moab. And Tamar's original is un- origin is unclear, but this helps us understand that from the beginning, the Gentiles would find salvation. If you've ever felt like you were supposed to be perfect in order to get God in your life, listen to this. They were not women of spotless reputation. Rahab was a prostitute. Tamar posed as a prostitute to seduce Judah. Ruth, at the very least, is a forward woman and is sometimes seen as seducing Boaz. And Bathsheba was an adulteress. He doesn't just say Bathsheba. He says Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, as in to say this reminds everyone of her past and her sin. And Jesus steps on the, sin, on the scene and he eradicates all sin because he gave his life for it. In fact, Hebrews 10, 14. For by one sacrifice, the sacrifice of Christ, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy by one sacrifice. These are all women with checkered pasts and poor reputations. And God chose to bring the Savior of the world through them to you. The Savior of the world came through them to us. You know what I've learned from this? That God can use anyone. If you want a seven-point sermon, I'm going to give it to you right now. Get ready to take notes. Number one, God can use anyone. Number two, God can use anyone. Number three, God can use anyone. Number four, God can use anyone. Number five, God can use anyone. Number six, God can use anyone. Number seven. No matter how messed up you've been, Jesus can do something amazing to you, in you, and through you. Preparation is not the prerequisite for an encounter with Jesus. See, he came unexpectedly to an inn that had no room for him, but he was still born there. Shepherds weren't ready for him. They were in a field busy watching sheep, but they came when they heard. Wise men were searching for him, but they didn't didn't leave in time to be there at his birth. Many theologians believe they were there around his one, his first or second birth. Jesus Christ, the purpose for humanity was born unexpectedly. They knew he was coming. Herod was trying to kill all the babies, didn't know where it was gonna be, didn't know what was gonna happen, but Herod was trying to kill the purpose for humanity on that day. Trying to destroy it. Trying to stop it from ever becoming the man that they all heard about being. The one that the prophet Isaiah that wrote about that they all heard for generations. This purpose was birthed on the day we say Christmas Day. You see, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the purpose of 
Christ, being born to this world to live and die and to rise again. But not only was the purpose of Christ born in this world, when you said yes to Jesus, there was a purpose born in your life. There was something that's inside each and every one of you, and I want you to know that there is something inside you today. There's a purpose in you today. There's a purpose growing on the inside of you. And for me, I had a purpose. Purpose growing inside of me. And, and that purpose that I pushed it out. And now that purpose pushes me to eternity. That purpose is what drives me. That purpose is what pulls me along. It's not a paycheck that wakes me up in the morning. It's my purpose. I know you got a purpose inside of you, but maybe it's at that place you don't really know what it is yet. It's just a few weeks old. Or maybe the purpose is the place where you do, you do know what it is, but you've yet to hold it in your arms. You've yet to hold your purpose in your arms and to be able to do anything with it. You know what it is, but you've yet to give birth to it. Let me tell you this, don't allow anyone to poison your purpose. I'm telling you, when we had children, they were, they were our purpose in that moment. They were what we believed for, we called God for. And with Callie Rose in your arms, Raphael, and Ashley carrying Callie for those many months, and you would speak to Callie Rose in her belly, you've yet to hold Callie. But you say, baby girl, you're gonna be something someday. Baby girl, you're beautiful. I know I can't see you, but you're beautiful. Baby girl, you're gonna do amazing things someday. You're gonna be talented. You're gonna be a bright spot in dark places, baby girl. You're gonna make a difference in our community. You make a difference in our world. That's what you speak. You don't speak hate. You don't speak hurt. And many times we've got purpose in our life and our, our core of who we are. And we allow people to speak into us and just tear our purpose down. They're not even speaking to us. They're just speaking negative things. And we allow gossip to come in. We allow hurting words to come in and it destroys our purpose. I'm not letting anything destroy my purpose. Oh, when I gave birth to my purpose, man, I held that purpose in my arms. I'm not letting anyone poison my purpose because you, you were not late at night with my purpose. I was. Those midnight feedings, I was feeding my purpose. I was up purpose. Hey, what are we going to do tomorrow? What's our day going to be like? What do you need? What do you need to do for you to make you strong purpose? How can I feed you? How can I make you better? What do you need done? You, were, you weren't there when I woke up with my purpose in the morning and we started our day. Don't you know I protect my purpose? Don't you know I carry my purpose everywhere I go? I'm not letting anyone or anything tear away my purpose because it's mine. It's my purpose and God has deposited a purpose inside each and every one of you and the enemy would love to destroy it. The enemy would love to take it away. The enemy would love to do that. And I'm telling you right now, don't let bad words come into your life. Don't let negativity come into your life. If you have a person in your world that's speaking bad things, then you need to have a friendectomy and say, bye Felicia, not anymore. Because you have people who are Eeyores and Eeyores say, though things are good, they're gonna get bad. And though they're bad, they're gonna get worse. But we need some more Tiggers. That even though things are good, things are gonna get even better and better and better because all the world loves a Tigger. That's what was born on Christmas day, purpose for humanity. And that's what's inside each and every one of you. Purpose, purpose, purpose. <clears throat> I 
try to control it. We try to try and bring birth control to our purpose. We try to program it. We try to, the, the potential of my purpose, man, just put it in the hands of God. Every day I ponder my purpose. People don't push me to be better, my purpose does. You can't push me to be better. My purpose pushes me to be better. Applause and praise don't keep me going, my purpose keeps me going. Some of you here today pregnant with purpose. You don't know what it is, but there's gonna come a day where you're gonna give birth to something great. I know it's just in the, the beginning phases of it. Or maybe you've already given birth to something and you know what it is. I'm telling you, be careful if you're your purpose. Take care of your purpose. Feed it, take care of it. At the time of Jesus, rumor was the Messiah was going to be born and so the enemy was trying to stop the purpose. He's trying to stop it. He was having babies killed left and right. Don't allow anyone to poison or destroy your purpose. You didn't feel the pain of my purpose. You didn't feel the problem with my purpose, the struggle that I had. I know something great was being birthed inside of me, but it didn't mean it, it wouldn't be uncomfortable. It didn't mean I wouldn't have sleepless nights because when something great is on the inside of you, it causes your everyday life to be a little different. There's certain things you don't do when you have purpose on the inside of you. Oh, don't make me preach that for a while. There's certain things you don't take in when there's something being born on the inside of you. There's certain things you don't digest, certain places you don't go because your purpose is more important. You've got purpose inside of you, but Pastor Robbie, you don't know my past. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't know the places that I've gone. You don't know what's happened to me. Let me give you, let me give you Rahab. Let me give you Tamar. Let me give you Uriah. Let me give you those ladies who are in the genealogy of Jesus who didn't allow their past, their problems to keep them from giving birth to their purpose. Four grandmothers of Jesus. Stop trying to prepare every little moment Make everything right and ready. You be you and let God be God. Because faith is not a convenience, but a conviction. It's what drives you. Jesus is trying to show us you can't get good enough to get ready. You can't get good enough to get ready for him. So just recognize your moment when he's there. Ma'am, don't miss Christmas. Miss Christmas. Just after the Great Depression, their circus was coming to town and finances weren't that great, but families wanted to celebrate. They wanted to have a time to relax, a time to connect. And so this family who was, didn't have a lot of money did buy two tickets for their children to go see the circus. The circus is coming in, for, in a few days and when the circus comes to town, there's a big parade around the, on the main street for the circus. And the little boy grabs his tickets and he runs out there to see the parade and he's watching the parade go by and he sees the animals go by with the trainers. He sees the acrobats flipping and jumping in the street and now the clowns turn to pass by. And as the clowns are passing by and the parade is going away, the boy sticks his hand out and he gives away the ticket to the circus. He goes home to his mom and says, Mom, I saw the circus. No, bub, the circus is not for a few days. She says, that was the parade but I gave my ticket away at the parade. That was just the parade, not the circus. It wasn't the event. It wasn't what it was all about. Please don't miss Christmas this Christmas. 
There's a lot of things that are on display that we parade, the trees, the events, the nativities, and all those are a part of it, but that's not the event. That's not what it's all about. Jesus is the reason for the season, but let me drill down on that for a moment. You're the reason for the season. The reason why he came was for you. Every one of you, that's why Jesus came. That's why he robed himself in flesh. That's why he lived for 30 plus years. That's why he died on a cross and rose again from the grave. Jesus came for you. You. So don't throw it out at the parade. Don't give it up at the parade.